No Niner fam, this is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. I got with me today, uh, some would say the enemy, <laughs> like, uh, but but yeah. it's all cordial today. The season hasn't started. We're just talking about our teams, trying to get an idea of what our teams are going to look like, what the season could look like for the rest of the NFC West. And But like I said, it's the Niner Fanatic Podcast. I know I'm a little late. I apologize. Like I had some little technical issues. But before we get to, before we really get into it, you know, we got to hit the music. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to know. Are you ready for start time? And once again, it's Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Make sure that you give this video a like. Make sure that you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so that you get notifications for when I go live. And like I said, I got with me today Monty Coleman. You know him from the Twitter spaces. I know you do because he's he's <laughs> always in there talking that Rams nonsense. But Monty, appreciate you coming through. Like, how you feeling? And why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm just on Jersey, uh, at Jersey Rams. Give me a follow. You're going to get a little bit of everything. My Knicks, my Rams, my Mets. Let's go. Yeah, I feel you. And and uh, his uh, his handle's in the in the, the description, so make sure you give my guy a follow. Like, it's all, it's all love. It's all sports. So, like, uh, yeah, you get some alternative points of view. But today, we're going to talk about the NFC West, right? And Best division in football. I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Don't don't let don't let a couple of uh, teams falling off a little bit fool you. Like uh, we're always going to play each other hard, and I think we get a little disrespected when the when division in division talk. Like, uh, but we steady go in there just beating other divisions uh, on the regular. Like, but and yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, that's what we do. We we win. All our teams have made the playoffs in the Super Bowl in the last 20 years. Every division can't say that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of divisions only have one team that has made a Super Bowl. So our division has always been competitive. Um, and they're not down for too long. You know, they might drop down for a year or two, and then they're right back up. Because I think outside of Arizona, the front yeah. offices are pretty good in the West. Yeah. Um, very good um, front office guys, very good Hall of um, head coaches who ideally we have three head coaches on the track to be Hall of Fame um, head coaches in the NFC West. So best division. Yeah, yeah that's that's real. And like uh, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, I feel like my 49ers, we're on the cusp. Like we're right there. We're two, a couple of throws away. But 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 as we get into it. We're gonna get we're gonna get into the Niners later on, but so the NFC West. Why do you think? Why do you think people think that uh, they disrespect our division so much? And like, uh, and 
because they talk so much about, you know, everybody's made a lot of your team, the Rams and the, the Cardinals kind of fallen off. Like, and that's kind of the, they give that as the reasoning. Like it's only the 49ers and the, and the Seahawks. But why do you think that the uh, NFC West is so disrespected on the regular by not just people on Twitter, but, but the media. I think it's a West coast bias. I think when you look at teams on the West coast, they're always the pretty teams and they're not tough. And, you know, teams in the North get the label, oh, they're the black and blue, they're tough, or, you know, <laughs> in the East, you know, the Giants, oh, they're tough, and as if they hit harder than, than we do. So I think it's just the West Coast bias and the fact that, you know, the Rams have made the game look pretty. If you look at the 49ers with Montana and Jerry Rice, it was the, the advent of the uh, Bill Walsh offense and Jerry Rice, and it looked pretty. Um, it was the Rams and the greatest show on turf, and it was pretty. And so I think we get labeled as being this, you know, pretty boy uh, conference. But, no, we hit and we run the ball, and our trenches – I put our trenches up against anybody over, over the years. So, Yeah, and it's always been a physical – like, I, I know in this newest regime for the Rams, like, uh, it was really your defense that set the tone – like uh, in the beginning, like with Aaron Donald, with bringing Aaron Donald in and even going as far as that, like when you guys got Jalen Ramsey, it was always your defense that kind of kept you in games, especially in the down years. It was mostly your defense that kept you guys in games. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of physical nature. I, I agree with a lot of things that you said. It's uh, there's there's been a lot of physical play. I mean, Seattle, I mean, Legion of Boom. Ooh. Uh, and then you got, and then you got the 49ers who hang their hat on on being physical and and basically just hitting people in the mouth and seeing if they can just take it all four quarters. But but yeah, like I, I think that that it's a, that it, that West Coast bias is definitely a misnomer and that people don't really pay attention. They just pay attention to what they hear on ESPN and uh, and that's not always necessarily the case. But not at all. Those guys don't even pay attention to to our teams. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Like, uh, so let's start with the Cardinals. Like, uh, how do you feel about the Cardinals and what would it take for them to shock the NFL and do anything this season? Wow. Um, it would take for whoever their starting quarterback, and I have no, no idea who it's going to be, to have a Kurt Warner-like um, yeah. season, right? Um, and that's going to be hard to do because I don't know who he's throwing the ball to. Um, <laughs> Or who's running? Marquise Brown, Hollywood. They got Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood Brown. Okay. <laughs> yeah, heard they moving uh Simmons to safety full time. Mm -hmm. Um, I like their draft. I like um Paris Johnson. Um, I like um BJ. I, I'm gonna mess up his last name. I'm not even gonna say, but the edge rusher from uh Ojolari, right? Yeah, Ojolari. Yeah. So I like I like their draft pickup, and you know they took a defensive guy from Philadelphia. So, um, but yeah, I, I can't see them being um, winning a lot of games. I can see them being competitive, but winning games, uh, it's going to be tough sledding for um, Arizona at least for this year. And I don't know if Murray plays. Like, does he does he come back in week ten, week twelve, and does he want to? Right? Like, if the guy doesn't even play, and yeah. Week 10 or 12, the team has only won two games. Is he the type of quarterback or leader that says, put me on the field, I'm ready to go, and I want to finish out the season strong on this team? 
Mm-hmm. And he might want to, though, right? Because if they get the first pick, he might be on to somewhere else. So if you want to stay in Arizona, it might be in his best interest to, to play. So, Yeah, I, I look at this team as it's, it's in pretty bad shape, I think, from the front office down. And as long as that, that uh, GM is there, I just – when you, I, I've talked about this on on numerous uh, shows. Is that when it's almost better if you just start from the bottom, like uh, and just get rid of everybody. It doesn't usually work out when you get rid of a coach. When you only get rid of a coach, or you only get rid of a GM, you usually want to bring in somebody uh, like guys that are in lockstep, and they have like they come in at the same time, same vision. Like uh, that, and that will work out better. I feel than than what they're doing currently. Uh, I look at my 49ers and when Trent Belky, they kept Trent Belky instead of Harbaugh. Uh, it just it just nosedived from there, it and it wasn't until they got they cleaned house and just brought in both Shanny and Lynch that it uh, that it really kind of things really kind of took off. But it's. It, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a tough – and you talk about Kyler Murray, and Colt McCoy is the one that's starting for them right now. But the but you talk about Kyler Murray, and yeah, like you said, you don't know if he'd rather play video games than if than, than rather be studying uh, like in the film room to, to watch tape. Like uh, you don't even – you don't know because his te- – like the, the guy – that they had to put a clause in the contract to make sure that he that he watches tape that's that's just silly you're supposed to be a professional professional at this point yeah. so uh i want to say what's going on to, to my boy nate i've known him forever he's a fellow ram fan like uh we've known each other forever i'm from la like uh, originally so it yeah he's he, but he's been a ram fan for since we were since we were little so uh yeah true ram fan right there appreciate you coming through though and uh, and then my other boy Adam, another dude I've known forever. Like uh, we've known each other since we were little. But uh, appreciate you coming through. Uh, but but yeah, Kyler Murray. Like uh, I just think that, like you said, he's if they don't if I I don't think he really wants to be there. <laughs> uh, I don't know who wants wants to be there in Arizona. Like uh, I think that this is going to be a situation where. Uh, I don't really have much faith in their coach. Okay. Uh, I don't really have faith in anything that their pieces don't really fit to me. Like it's going to be a while till they can build it up. And does Kyler Murray want to wait to for that to happen? I I don't see it. I think some other team they'll they'll probably end up getting rid of him and getting bringing somebody else in. But I don't care where Kyler Murray goes. I just don't see him being a franchise level quarterback. How do you feel about Kyler Murray? I, my quarterback can't be five nine. Yeah, he, he's just, I, I say the same thing. <laughs> just too small. Um, a five step drop, he now has to do seven. A seven drop, he has to do nine because you can't see over the line. Like yeah. things that he is unable to see. Now, don't get me wrong; he throws a beautiful ball. Mm-hmm. His arm talent is amazing, but you are five nine, and <laughs> you just—I I just don't like it. I didn't like it coming out. Um, when he was coming out um, and you put his attitude on top of this and being an NFL quarterback is about studying. 
is about learning the offense, learning defense and what they're trying to do to you. Yeah, you can get away with natural talent. I watched one of my favorite basketball players, Allen Iverson, get away with it without practicing. But then once he hit a certain age and he should have played another five years in the NBA, he didn't because he didn't put the time in. He didn't take care of his body. He didn't practice. So, I, no. In today's game especially, like you got studying is everything. Like uh, I feel like because they're going to depend on you as the quarterback. It's not like back in the day when you were only throwing 20, time, 20 25 times a game. Like uh, P- these teams are expecting these quarterbacks to throw – 35 to 40 times a game. You yeah. got to be the offense. Look at Josh Allen. <laughs> He's the entire offense for them. And so, yeah, I just look at uh, Kyler Murray as, like you said, I don't really trust in in the short guys. I know uh, in one of my group chats, one of the guys was is really all in on the guy in Carolina that they just uh, drafted, uh, Bryce Young. Yeah. I don't know. He kind of small. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> small. At least Kyler is is solid. Yeah, like like uh, Russell, they're solid. Bryce is small and skinny. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. And he doesn't have as good as arm as Kyler. Well, he has yeah. a good arm, but he doesn't have a, a rocket. So yeah. um, they say he's you know he can read defense as well. He's a smart kid, but mm-hmm. eventually the NFL is going to hit you. And I don't know if you're going to be able to hold up when you're, you know, 5'10", 185 pounds. You know? and, the smart, and the smarts can get you a long way in the NFL. I mean, look at, I mean, I hate to even mention him early, but look at, uh, uh, look at Brock Purdy. He, uh, he doesn't have a lot of physical talent. Like, let's just be real. Uh, he's not the, the most physically gifted guy, but he's very, he's confident in what, in what he sees. Okay. And he's and he makes the reads like uh, so that can get you a long way. But eventually, like you were mentioning, you need that extra the extra couple of miles per hour on the ball to get the ball in those tight windows, as well as as well as when you're on, you got to run out of away from pressure like uh, to get anything on the ball and to get it to the boundary. You need a little bit, a couple more miles per hour on the ball. And I, I don't know that. uh that Brock always has that, but he has to get everything behind his ball to get to get it there sometimes. And uh, and yeah, I think the same is going to be said for Bryce Young. I don't know how strong his arm is. I'm I'm really kind of interested uh, uh, to see it in like preseason and that kind of stuff because everything always looks way different when they start playing NFL ball and they start putting the pads on in NFL. Uh, guys that we thought looked pretty pretty good and didn't have a bad arm in college, like. Uh, they they somehow all of a sudden it looks pedestrian when they get in the NFL. So, yeah, but no yeah, it, it is a difference between NFL and college. So, yeah, and so do you think that they end up moving on from him? I, I I forgot who I was listening to today, and they said the cap hit wouldn't be that great um, if they moved on from him next year. Now I was mm-hmm. on. The- that the cap hit was astronomical because um, he's just signed to Dell. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they want to take a $30 million. If it's a $30 million cap hit and you can get a first rounder for him and you're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, like, 
is he going to be able to run? I'm assuming that since Gannon came from Philly, that he's going to run some version of that Philly offense. Yeah, you're not running that with Kyler. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, they, they ain't really. He throws the ball better than Hurts, but he's not running like Hurts. So I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. But if you're telling me they get the number one pick, and and or doesn't they get the number two? You can still get a boatload for the number two pick and build mm-hmm. that way if you're in love with Kyler. Which I might, I might say, forget it, and let me ride with Kyler, see what I have here, and let me get these picks and build the team up. And then once you build up the team, if Kyler isn't it, then you go and it. Not that it's easy to do, but then you go and get your quarterback. That's yeah. what you know. Now I got the number one pick, and it's Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. A team want to give me five number one picks, then. But if not, then maybe I take him and trade Kyler. Yeah, I. I think that they've been willing. They've shown that they've been willing to move off of, off of uh, their their young guys before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did it to get Kyler, and that the this is the this is my issue is that you're in a Arizona's in a bad spot because they're not going to see Kyler at least till week what week six week eight somewhere around there. If that, like uh, yeah, if that, and then at that point. You usually want to see what you got in your franchise quarterback. In a new but season. yeah, but there's gonna be pressure for at that point, what's your record? At that point, what's your record? And we lost uh Monty for a second, but hold on, he might come back. But yeah, we might at that point you may you may like uh, have enough lost games to be like really are we really gonna try and win this season for the rest of the season? Or are we in a position to where we need to just go ahead and tank and move on? Like, because you don't know what you got. And if you're 0 and 6 or 0 and 8 or 1 in or a 2 and 6, whatever the case is, when you get Kyler, like, uh, when you get Kyler back, do you even risk it? And do you just maybe shut him down for the whole season? Or do you make the decision right then? You know what? This may be our opportunity to get to get uh to get the number to get a Caleb Williams if we end up with the number one pick. I I tend to think I tend to think that that they would go ahead and just tank the season and let uh let Kyler oh there he is. <laughs> about that. Yeah no worries <laughs> but yeah I was just saying hey it's I think it's a bad they're in a bad spot because okay. Yeah, with Kyler being hurt, like, uh, do you, do you, like, uh, if they're one and one and six or two and six, and Kyler's coming back, do you decide to, to go ahead and just tank the season? Because obviously, you you probably not going to run the table when Kyler going. There's going to be a rust factor when he comes back. So do you or or do you just sit sit him and get and go ahead and just do the full tank? Or do you, or do you just say let's see what Kyler's got so that we know what we have at least and in, in him and I think it's just a bad spot it's just a waste of a season basically yeah, yeah. but and and how secure I don't know how long the um, head coach contract was but how secure is he being going in tanking this season and then if you take a rookie quarterback are they going to give you that third year like if mm-hmm. you you know is Arizona. 
they might clean like you say you've got a, a a general manager maybe they let him go and then you bring in a new general manager and now he wants his own guy so exactly yeah, it's it yeah I, yeah they, it's a lost season for them yeah it's it's a bad situation i want to say what's going on to my boy cg Appreciate you coming through, fam. But make sure, everybody, make sure that you give that man a follow and make sure that you subscribe to his channel. He does great interviews uh, all over the NFL. Like, uh, So, yeah, make sure you check him out. But, yeah, I agree. I, I just think that it's it's a lot. It's going to be a lost season regardless. But Kyler isn't his quarterback. He wasn't drafted by by Jonathan Gannon. So there there's also, there's also that factor in, too. Uh, and then, like you said, it just becomes a revolving, a revolving door. Okay, now they bring in another GM. Now Jonathan Gannon's not his guy, so they fire him, and then they still suck. So then they decide to get another. Uh, they just need to just yeah. get rid of everybody and just start over fresh, in my opinion. But yeah. um, but all right, let's move on because it's just depressing me even talking about Arizona. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's talk about your team in the Rams. Uh, and how do you see, I'm, I'm really, I want everybody to hear your take on how you feel the Rams season is going to play out because you were saying some stuff in the spaces and I was like, man, <laughs> like, uh, I just, listen, I don't see, but I want, I want you to get your, your takes out there. Listen, um, Sean McVay has to coach this year. Not that he hasn't before, yeah, but the teams he took over had talent. They were just unorganized, and they needed the right scheme. Um, now he's coaching um, a bunch of four, fifth, six rounders. <laughs> so you're going to have to coach them up. You're going to have to out-scheme some teams. You, mm -hmm. It's going to be able to rely on just shotgun and throw the ball. Uh, Raheem Morris, shout out to Raheem Morris, who went to the same high school, Irvington High School, New Jersey. Um He's going to have to scheme up these guys. You don't have Jalen Ramsey taking away half the field for you. Um, but if you have Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald, they're going to give you a chance to steal some ball games. Mm. Um, so for me, the low win for me is six because you have those three players and you have Sean McVay and the high end is eight. Like if we get lucky, everything goes right. We able to steal a couple of games uh, is eight. Now I don't know if eight is going to be doable because the NFL is going to come down to a lot of close games. And mm -hmm. guess what? The Rams don't have anymore. Matt Gay. We're looking for a kicker and in mm. a kicker is very hard to do. So are, are we going to have a reliable kicker in a close game that's going to go out and put us up by three or win a game for us? I don't know. So that's a big question mark. We, we, lost, we lost everything. We lost our kicker, yeah. long snapper. <laughs> Everybody's gone. So this is every – and, you know, we took um, a guard who I'm, I'm excited about, Avila. Um, then we got um, a guard we took last year, Brush, coming back. So there's two young guys. If we hit on those, they solidify our offensive line. Um, and Sean McVay, I don't know if it's McVay or I don't know if it's Stafford, but you got to get under center. They, Matthew Stafford spends a lot of time in shotgun. Mm -hmm. And if you want to outscheme people, you're going to have to go back to the Jared Goff, Jared Goff offense of play action, putting Stafford under center, 
and, and tricking some teams and, and getting some easy passes. Because as good as Cooper Cup is, um, you might force 300 balls to him and he might have a great year. It's not going to equal wins, right? Mm. He's going to have to scheme some stuff up. I'm confident that McVay can do it. I was um, against the Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff trade. You know, I'm a golf guy. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they won, they proved me wrong. So I have to trust them, right? Like mm-hmm. they shut me up. Like, hey, it worked out. Y'all gambled. Y'all won. So I'm gonna believe in you. So these draft picks we took, they got a hit. Um, the interesting part about that is that Ray Agnew, also from New Jersey, shout out to him, and Brad Holmes, they went to Detroit and they ran the pro personnel department and um, the scouting department. And if mm-hmm. you look what Brad Holmes is doing in Detroit, he found James Houston in the seventh round. That young man had seven sacks. Kirby Joseph, they found in the third round. Um, I like Kirby Joseph. Like yeah. I liked him coming out last year. Exactly. And then you got they, – they found a, a linebacker in the sixth round, uh, Rodrigo. So the question mm-hmm. is, was it all Brad Holmes in that scouting department that led – Less need to these, you know, gems to the Cooper Cups in the in the third round, and so forth. So it's going to be interesting to see these guys that you know we drafted. Can you hit on one and be more than just a special team player? I don't know. So we're going to have to find out. Well, they're going to be more than special teams players. It's just, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, it's just going to be. Do they play better than special teams players? And uh, yeah, it's. It's going to be a very interesting because I mean, obviously, you're going to these they're going to get valuable experience to all these young guys, and which could be good for you guys in the future if these if those uh, picks hit. Like, uh, and then you got another guy, uh, defensive end, that I think that we that we want that we were looking at too. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to remember what his name is. Huh, Hampton. I know he's an outside linebacker, and then we took uh, – You took somebody that we wanted. Turner in the third round. Who? Turner in the third round. Oh, it could have been. It yeah. could have been. Yeah. Uh, Turner, What? what's his first name? Robbie. Okay. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That wasn't who I was thinking of. There was another guy, but I can't remember him right now. But the uh, – there is there a path for them? Do you think there's any kind of path for them to make playoffs? I heard, I forget. Somebody predicted the Rams would surprise, and make yeah, it, and I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, because I think the NFC is going to be better than what people think. Mm-hmm. It always is. So I don't think I think somebody might miss out on ten wins. Mm-hmm. So can I get the ten wins? I, I mean, I, I hard, but that that's pushing it. With the, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, you, you're telling me Matthew Stafford is coming out and playing like an MVP and not throwing interceptions. That Van Jefferson um, has stepped up. And, and is, stays healthy. Yeah, and it is bona fide number two because I've been disappointed in Van Jefferson. That uh, the rookie we took, a wide receiver who flashed, McClutchin, he flat. I never fall for OTAs anymore. I used to. I've, I've learned. Don't fall for guys playing in shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Um, Pads go on at, at some point. But he played well. He's 6'2", big guy. 
does he take that next step? Last year was his development year. And Aaron Donald makes everybody great around him. So mm -hmm. the Aaron Donald um, play at a, at a continuously all-pro level. Well, he's better than all-pro. He's, to me, and I'm old enough to have watched Lawrence Taylor. I moved him above Lawrence Taylor. Ooh. I know the argument for it against it, but I, I inched him above Lawrence Taylor after that Super Bowl run. I might have just been high off the Super Bowl victory, but uh, <laughs> but he makes everybody better because he draws so much attention. So can these young guys feed off of that uh, and beat, you know, one-on-ones? In the secondaries, all young guys, too. Um, yeah. Fuller, who is our veteran, but he was benched last year, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Rand fans hate Taylor Rapp, but he's gone. Um, Kobe Durant had a he had a he had a solid rookie season, not spectacular, but he played well. Um, is he going to take the next step? That you asking me to predict a whole lot for the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> the playoffs, you know, every you know, like I said, Stafford has to play at you know MVP level with with Cup. So, um, I mean, honestly, I, I I don't see it, but hey, it's the NFL. Yeah. And, and you don't said bet, it. Anything bet, can happen. Don't bet your money on it, though. Yeah, I, I would not bet on I would not bet on it. But anything can happen. But I, man, the cupboard is bare. And yeah. but th this is my question and about about it is because uh, we talked about the draft class. But I I'm under the impression that what they're doing is because you know you guys like to spend, <laughs> and when you Clint when you went barren earth. And just got rid of everybody except for Aaron Donald. All all that could that I could think of in my mind was they're trying to take the hit all in one year. <laughs> and then yep. so that next year, that and the cap is supposed to go up next year, they're gonna go all in on like five like max players. <laughs> yeah. And and rebuild this thing. And then they're gonna have another draft class coming in that mix that with some young guys. And and then all of a sudden they're gonna be right back in the mix. Like, uh, I, but what? Do you, how do you feel about that that strategy? And is that what you think that they're gonna do? I mean, I was shocked by it, right? Um, yeah. You trade Ramsey, who's in the prime of his career. Um, Leonard Floyd, you know, finally had some sacks when he wasn't next to Aaron Donald, mm -hmm. and he's very good against the run. Um, I know next year, I think it's projected the Rams going to have $50, 60000000 million in yeah. cap space to spend. Mm -hmm. So they will get some players. And, you know, less like to deal is draft pick. So I'm looking at who is a fourth-year guy heading into year five who the Rams can, you know, trade for. I have no idea who that is. But, you know, they, they're not afraid to do that. Um, they like to call it a retooling um, because you still have three guys who are very good football players, you know, um, one definite Hall of Famer and the other two questionable Hall of Famers, but, you know, Pro Bowl level players. Um, you don't want to waste those years. Um, so next year, I guess they're going to come back um, strong. I guess they have a plan to, to retool this team, come back. Hopefully you hit on one of these players or a couple of these players and, we come back and then we are competitive um, next year for the playoffs. 
I, I didn't like the plan though. If you ask me if I like, no, I didn't. I wanted to compete because I hate the notion, you know, in spaces, people say, oh, the Rams bought their Super Bowl or mm -hmm. we had in six years, we went to two Super Bowls. We were competitive and we went to playoffs in two Super Bowls. That is not like one year of buying and, you know, and then that's it. The Rams made a choice to do the Bill Belichick one year early. They just did the whole team. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just wild that they did the whole team like <laughs> uh my man um once the linebacker went back to seattle he was an all pro um, yeah bobby wagner that was random because he said it looked like he just didn't even want to be in seattle anymore and for him to just decide to go back to seattle i thought was really weird like yeah. uh and he played well for y'all for the, yeah like uh yeah it, second team all pro um the rams released him i guess they knew they I, I think he was, agreed uh, to it. He agreed to it. He was, he was. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. Yeah, Y'all want me to be out? I'm going back to Seattle, which clearly he never wanted to leave. Um, yeah. So good for him. I, to him. I think, I think Seattle was trending downward at the time when he left and like, uh, and then he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild, but they rebuilt so quickly. I don't think that, that he expected Geno Smith to, uh, to be anything. Mm -hmm. and uh and then when all of a sudden they hit and they make the playoffs like uh he's like and then the rams did what they did he was probably like okay like well <laughs> i'm gonna call i'm gonna call pete and be, yeah. like, be like hey hey can i come back home yeah <laughs> can I come back home it's like yeah no problem coming back home shout out to him he's a class act so yeah uh, and i thought seattle would be better in spaces like i got i got so much um backlash because i told people people like oh denver's just a quarterback away i said oh, russell wilson's not that guy he's a good quarterback yeah. but he's gonna take them to where they think and I'm i said always... seattle oh yeah go ahead I, go ahead go ahead finish. i didn't have seattle going to the playoffs but i said seattle's gonna be better than what what people are saying they're not tanking for two or three everybody thought they was tanking for a quarterback I said, no, Pete Carroll is a, is, is a Hall of Fame coach. And I think people forget that, how good of a coach Pete Carroll is. And mm -hmm. he, he proved it last year. Yeah. I've always hated Pete Carroll. Like, even when he was at USC, I hated him. Like, and uh, it, but, but yeah, I thought that they were going to stink because I didn't have any faith in Geno in Gino Smith. But, mm -hmm. but I've always said about Russell Wilson that he was, uh, that he was not as good as as people were making him out to as people were making him out to be put him in MVP conversations and like all that kind of stuff. He's always been dependent on the run. He's always been dependent on the run. And when he started uh, demanding that he gets that the offense go through him, I knew that that was going to be a recipe for disaster. And I think Pete Carroll knew that. Like uh, so. That was why they they made a decision and they came away with the heist of the century. <laughs> like uh, they got so many picks, and and now look at what they did with them. They they got their bookend tackles for the foreseeable future. They've got they've got two really good running backs now. They've got I mean their wide receiver room is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, it's crazy. People was talking about. Um... Like Russell Wilson never had an MVP vote, and I was like, "Well, what year you tell me you should have had the MVP vote, right?" Like, yeah, he had some good years, but there was three or four quarterbacks who were better than him those years, and so I think one thing Russell was good at is creating a narrative with his publicity team, and yeah. 
he put out the whole let Russ cook and, and no, you're a play action quarterback who takes a shot after they run the ball. And Pete knew that. And mm-hmm. Russ traded in there, oh, just let me cook. And yeah, and you saw way when he when they let him cook, he gonna throw some yeah. in the Yeah, he burning toast. Like yeah. uh it's <laughs> but I want to say what's going on to my boys, David McNiner. Appreciate you guys coming through. And Brian, Brian Culp, make sure that you guys watch uh, Brian Culp's show. Like uh, he has a great show. He's he's just starting now. Get him get him his uh, his subscribers. Him and David McNiner do a great job together. Like uh, so make sure you check those guys out and follow him on on uh, on Twitter, too. So but yeah, I man like, uh, yeah, I could we're going to get into Seattle in, in a heartbeat, but like, uh, but yeah, I look, I look at the Rams. I want to get back to the Rams real quick, just because yeah. I I'd like, I think I do agree. I, I, I thought they did it a little too early. Yeah. Uh, I thought they broke them up a little too early. Like, I mean, yeah, they had a whole bunch of injuries last season, but you guys really, I felt like your biggest issue was your offensive line. Yeah. And, and the fact that they just, keep trying to make cam Akers this this back of the future i don't get it like uh, because it's not he's obviously not that guy to me uh like i don't know how you feel about him but i felt like they they just have not solidified those two spots the running back spot and the uh and the, the offensive line and with matt stafford back there who is who takes who likes to throw the ball at the last second and take shots <laughs> like it's not a good it's not a. It's just not a good situation for him. He needs a running game to to take some of the stress off of him, yeah. uh, like uh, and and that would take away some of those some of those interceptions too because now there won't be the pressure to make a play, yeah. and uh, yeah. So I it'll be interesting to see what because they, I think you guys brought back Sony Michelle. I think I saw. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I didn't understand that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I was at all. I, it, it's I it. Some of the moves are just questionable. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I didn't understand. Uh, but the Cam Cam Akers was weird last year, right? Because him and McVeigh apparently didn't get along, and mm-hmm. he and it was put out they were about to release him, right? Yeah. Home. Um, I don't know who just goes home in the middle of the season, but he went home, and then he came back. And then when he came back, they started him. Yeah. He went from sending him home, he's going to be released, to he's starting this Sunday. So it was weird. Now, the only thing you can give Cam Akers is that he's coming back off that. And look, he came back the fastest that anyone had ever came back from an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Like, he got hurt in, I want, it was right after OT, I don't April, yeah, it was, February, yeah. maybe. And then yeah, he was, it was back in week Like, the season hadn't 16. started. <laughs> Usually that's the year you take. Oh, did I lose you? But yes, they did. They, he got hurt real quick, and and I think we lost. I think we lost uh, Monty. But you're absolutely correct. They they lost him. It was just a weird situation, like uh, because he asked for he asked for a trade, I believe, in the beginning, and then. It went to then, uh, then like uh, he came back. Then they start because there was nobody that nobody wanted to trade for him. They didn't get. Uh, I knew a couple of people that thought that they were going to get actually a couple of uh, like uh, maybe a couple of picks for him, and that didn't pan out. There was no trade interest, 
Then, then they were talking about releasing him, and that didn't happen. And then I think they started to play him to drum up trade interest, but nobody bit on that either. So it was just, I think that they were stuck. They were kind of stuck with him. And, uh, yeah, they were kind of stuck with uh, with Cam Akers. And, and now, and then they didn't try, they still haven't tried to move off of him which is just really weird. I think it's really weird all the way around. The only reason why I think that they haven't maybe tried to move off of him is because I don't think he's that expensive for them. And I mean, they're trying to tank anywhere it looks like. So, but uh, hopefully Monty comes back in, but uh, I'm going to move on to Seattle. And, uh, and I talked about Seattle a little, we talked about Seattle a little bit, uh, but if I talk about how I rate the Seahawks, they I feel like they're right on the cusp of of uh of being in uh, of a being back to being a really good rivalry. The 49ers kind of dominated them last year. They they did, I feel like they still had a good season. If you think about this, that the fact that they lost two games to the 49ers during the regular season, uh they, and then uh, and they still ended up with, I believe they still ended up with 10 wins. It's, uh, I think it's a testament to Pete Carroll. I just, I can't, I've never been able to stand him as a coach. I just don't like him. <laughs> and uh, I think he's a scumbag, but he's a good coach. He's a good football coach. And, oh, there's Monty. Oh, did we lose him again? Oh, there he is. Yeah. 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 I'm, I got you. <laughs> but I moved on to Seattle. <laughs> like okay. I moved on to Seattle. I'm talking about uh, uh, that. We just finished talking about how good of a coach he is, and uh, got about as good of a coach as Pete Carroll is, even though he's a scumbag. And uh, <laughs> and the but I really look at this team, and I feel like that they are right on the cusp of of really kind of contending with the 49ers for this division. I do think that, like, I think that they've added some really nice young pieces. Yeah. Uh, they really are taking advantage of those of those draft picks they got from the Russell Wilson trade. And I hate to say, I hate to say it, but I feel like they're, they're gonna, they're going to be a good team next year. They're going to be, uh, I don't think that the 49ers are going to just blow them out of the water. Like they did, <laughs> like they did last season. For sure, um, but but how do you feel about the Seahawks oh, and where I, they're at? I I love their draft. They took um, a very good wide receiver to play the slot, and then they took another running back. So that tells you what they're going to do. Um, and yeah, I I I got Seattle winning the division this year. Um, uh, I think they take that next step. Um, and it'd probably be close, you know, probably go down to the end of the season and see who wins between Seattle and, and the Niners. But I really like what Seattle um, has done. I think Geno is is a quarterback who's going to take what the defense is, is giving them. Um, and this year, they probably – I think y'all play them Thanksgiving on the road. Mm -hmm. so that, you know, traveling Thanksgiving, short week, going to Seattle – Seattle should probably win that one. Um, and if they don't, then my my uh, prediction of them winning the division might go out the window. Even though 
you can still lose to San Fran twice and still win the division, but you, you put yourself in a hole to do so. So, but I like what they've done. Um, Gino, unlike Russ, has accepted the uh, coaching that Pete has given him. Um, he's going to take those shots when they're there and they're going to run the ball and they're going to be tough and they're going to pound. Yeah. I, I, I am not going the 49ers I feel are going to win the division, mm. but I know that Seattle is going to be a tougher out than they were last year for the 49ers. I think that the 49ers are a bad matchup for them. If you go match if you just looked at the matchup itself, uh, they're not going to like, they're, they're at the base of it all. They're a running team. Right. Like, uh, and you're not going to run the ball against 49ers. That's just not going to happen. Like we, the 49ers have the best run defense by a lot. It's not even, there's not even anybody close to them as far as run defense goes. Uh, and, I mean, you got then, the best back in the game, so yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, and then you add Javon Hargrave to the defensive line. I think that it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard for teams like uh, to to score to to run the ball, but it's gonna be hard to score. And I think that they've been. I think that the defense actually got better this uh, this off season, even though they were number one last year. That's scary. Yeah, it's the defense man. If Drake Jackson. Well, we're going to get to the 49ers in a second, but like, uh, but I, I want, but, but Seattle, what is going to make them a tough out is just what you just said. The fact that Gino is going to be a second year in the, in the system. They got another running back in Zach Charbonnet that I feel is going to add a dynamic, uh, like some dynamics to, to their running game. Like, and all of a sudden now they're going to be able to pass out of the backfield and, uh, and then, You've got, and then you've got their bruiser and Kenneth Walker, who is phenomenal. I think he's a phenomenal back. Yeah. But, but against everybody else other than the Niners, I think that they, they can beat teams. They can beat teams down. What I, what I do, what I'm, I'm interested to see with them is what happens on the defensive end because they're, where they're lacking is the pass rush. They're mm-hmm. lacking in the, uh, the run in a run defense and, yeah. and can't is Bobby Wagner coming back and, uh, and having, and is uh, what's his name? Jamal Adams going to stay healthy for a whole season. <laughs> like, uh, because if that's not going to happen, then it's going to be a long, they're going to be trying to outscore teams. Yeah. And I, I don't know that they're going to be able to outscore teams uh, when they get to play those better teams. Yeah. They really got to find somebody who can get pressure on the quarterback, whether it's up the middle or on the edge. They got to find a pass rusher who draws attention. I think Bobby Wagner helps in the run game. Um, mm-hmm. And Jamal Adams, uh, I don't know why they just don't move him to linebacker permanently. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what he is. He's a, he's a linebacker. Yeah, um, he's useless in coverage. Yeah. So I wonder if they go to some three safety sets. Um, with yeah. on that Jamal is best inside the box and off the edge. I mean, he he's a great blitzer. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and he's good against the run in the box. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to three safeties. I don't think that uh, the rookie wide receiver is going to have six, seven interceptions again. Um, if he does, um, let's start um, putting a Hall of Fame jacket on him. But um, he should be, be good. Um, I know teams will go to work on what his weaknesses were um, and try to exploit them. So we'll see if he has a counterpunch for that. 
Um, but Seattle has just drafted well the last few years, and they've built a team um, that is competitive. You run the ball, and, and people forget this. You have to run the ball. If you do not run the ball in the end, mm-hmm. you are putting way too much pressure on your quarterback. I don't care who the quarterback is. If you throw the ball 35, 40 times. So can you say that again for the Bills fans? Yeah, yeah. Please, please tell the, these Bills fans yeah. like that they that it's not Josh Allen's fault. Like yeah. uh, they don't want to use their running backs. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, go and back. I, I don't know if it's Josh don't want to be on the center, but you have to get on the center. And not every quarterback is comfortable turning his back to the defense on play action. I get that. But you have to run the ball. If you throw the ball 40 times, you are risking an interception. You're risking a sack. You're ripping a strip sack. Too many things can happen when you throw the ball, especially when you're in shotgun and they know you're throwing the ball. You have, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like your team does, disguise stuff, motion, play action. Or just line up and say, we're going to run the ball down your throat. That is how you take a team's soul. You line Mm -hmm. up like you guys did against Green Bay in that playoff game. We're just going to run the ball, and you can't stop it. So um, running the ball is so important, and I think Seattle taking another running back who has that explosion along with Walker pounding. um, I forgot. um, I can't remember who their tight end was, but the tight end. Uh, Oh, uh, they got rid of this. They got uh, what's his name? Fan. Yeah, they got no fan. So he he's good. So yeah, Seattle is 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 ready with P. Carroll. They are going to be a tough out for a team. But I do agree with your D line. You match up great with them. Um, and stopping the run, getting pressure on Geno. Um, I'm it's going to be interested to see how your secondary holds up this year with three wide receivers. If we think that, uh. And Jigba Smith is a good wide receiver. And you mm-hmm. put him in a slot with DK and Tyler Lockett, two professional good wide receivers. It's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting matchup. So I would say, like, just to talk about that matchup a little bit, like uh DK had a really hard time with Shavarius Ward last uh, last year. He had a they just stuck Shavarius Ward on him and he was getting fr- he was just frustrating DK. Like uh, it was, it was real bad. Like uh, to the point to where he got a, I think he got a couple of flags of just doing too much. Right. <laughs> like, uh, cause just out of frustration, but then you've got uh Diamador Lenore on the other side who really developed as the season went long, went, uh, went along and you don't become the number one defense and be weak in the secondary. Like uh, right. it's uh, so you got a Fanga who's an all pro now yeah. uh, at, at the safety spot. They just uh, you got to Sean Gibson, who had I can't remember how many picks he had, but he he uh, there is no way they picked him up in the middle of training camp <laughs> and and he ended up taking Jimmy Ward's job. Jimmy Ward didn't get it back <laughs> like uh, and then they they drafted Jair Brown out of Penn State and he's looking really good in OTAs. And like we'd said earlier, we don't take all the stock into the OTAs, but we know he's physical already. Ooh. So that's going to be interesting to have. It's going to see like how the chemistry builds between him and and Hafunga in the back end. But the other the other X factor that no one is talking about for the 49ers is that we used Jimmy Ward as a slot corner last last year because he couldn't get his job back from Sean Gibson and they need and they just wanted to figure out a way to get him on the field. Oh, I lost him. I lost him again. But yeah, just 
just so everybody knows about about what happened with that. Like, uh, we lo- we have Isaiah Oliver now at our as our slot corner, and he and we have a real slot corner now. That's an upgrade over Jimmy Ward. Isaiah Oliver is a very physical uh, slot corner that excels at that spot, and I am really stoked to see with that pass rush uh, and having another bigger. Uh, a bigger athletic slot corner that can jam guys and that can blitz uh, with Steve Wilkes at the helm. It's going to be, it's going to be sick. Like it's going to be sick. So, uh, but I still think Seattle is going to give other teams fits, which, which is why I don't, I don't disagree that they're going to be right in the mix. Seattle's going to be right in the mix for that division. Uh, The 49ers are going to have to be on their game. They're gonna have to win at least twelve to to have a chance at winning the division, and they're probably gonna have to sweep, uh, maybe not sweep the division, but they're gonna have to probably. Uh, they can only probably lose at the most to have a hope at it. Like uh, they can only lose one game in the division. So hopefully they split with Seattle. Hopefully they do their job and they and they sweep the other Arizona and the Rams. And then, and then they they should win the division. I feel like, but uh, but yeah, I I'm I really don't want to see Seattle have a resurgence. But I really do feel like the 49ers have a good matchup. It's a, it's a good matchup for them. Like uh, oh, David <laughs> David says, Sea Chickens have Geno Smith at QB. They're destined for the couch. Uh, like with uh, just like uh, my man Monty was saying earlier. Uh, they have a good running game. So like against everybody else, I think that Geno's probably going to look good just like it was last year. He's going to look good against a lot of teams because they do have a lot of weapons and their running game is really good. But against the 49ers, it's a bad matchup because they're, they're not going to be able to run the ball against the 49ers. And then, and then on top of it, like uh, that's, that's just going to cause this pass rush to be able to get after him with Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Bosa, and then you got the young, the young lion and Drake Jackson, who's just chomping at the bit to get out of there with his new and improved body. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. I, I really, I cannot wait to see what this new kid looks like. I mean, not that he's new; he was he's a second year player, but I feel like he's going to be a new man out there. And there's not going to be any rookie wall that he hits. So, with that being said, uh, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully uh, Monty comes back so we can finish talking about the 49ers because that's who I really wanted to get at him about. But so, but I'm going to talk about the 49ers and I'm going to get started on it. And 49ers, what had happened for the 49ers to not make it to at least another NFC championship game? Well, in my opinion, in my opinion, the only thing that's stopping this team is injuries to the quarterback position. I think they have enough depth at, Every position to uh, maybe not, they don't have enough depth at O-line. Like, uh, but at most positions on this team, they can withstand some injuries. And they showed that last year. But I think the depth is even better this year. And But what has to happen is they have to, they cannot get injured. They cannot get to their third quarterback. If, uh, if their third quarterback is Sam Darnold, I don't see them getting to an NFC championship game. I just don't. I know that 
these uh, these media guys are making a big deal out of Sam Darnold and saying that he's possibly the number two guy. Uh, oh, there's my guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Oh, dog. I was having so many issues with my laptop. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's America's internet. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was just saying how five, I moved on to the 49ers and yeah. you know, like I just look at this at this team and like uh, the, my first question was, uh, what has to happen for the 49ers to not make it to at least another NFC Championship game? And my my answer is 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 injuries to the quarterback. That's the only that's the only thing that I could see uh, if they get to their third string quarterback this year and Sam Darnold ends up playing like uh, uh, then then I could see them not making it to the NFC championship game because I don't have faith in Sam Darnold. I just don't. He doesn't know the system and uh, it's going to be his first year in the system. I don't he, he says himself he sees ghosts. I just don't think that he has what it takes what the toughness to uh to be a 49er in my opinion like uh how do you feel what do you feel about that well i think he's tough because i've seen him take off and run the ball recklessly so he's tough he's a football player but mm -hmm. he has low height football iq mm -hmm. he has a very long release which is probably the problem with him. he has a long slow release so you putting that quarterback in a shanahan system which motion and so many things going on I, I don't know how that would that would work um i want to give him the benefit of, of that he played well in um carolina because they set him up to fail like they wanted baker to win the job he had no chance to win it mm -hmm. baker all baker had to do was show up and then when he did take take over he played well right they didn't actually yeah. do much they, they they basically ran the ball did a lot of rpo with him um, and he, and he played well for what they asked him to do. So if you tell me Sam comes in, he has to play a game or two or three. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. He, he can win you a game or two. Like he's not a useless NFL quarterback, mm -hmm. but if he has to start long-term into the playoffs, then yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost in the first round, um, with Sam at quarterback because he is going to do something stupid. If you if you guys thought Jimmy did something stupid, mm -hmm. Sam is going to do something that you just scratch your head at him like, what are you seeing out there? Go, yeah. you know. So yeah, that is injuries. Um, Sam being your quarterback, as much as I hate the 49ers, and you know, my little brother is a Niner fan. I think he did it to get back at me. You know? <laughs> um, so I got to hear that from him. Um, I'm trying to see if we go out to a game um, this year. But, yeah, that team is stacked. Um, and to me, this is the year, right? Because mm -hmm. Bosa's getting 35 mil a year. Um, are you going to keep Ayuk? Ayuk. Um, Kittle, is you, are you going to want to re-sign him? So yeah. for me, and they'll still be a good team, but this is where it's loaded. Like every position, safe from safety to linebacker, the D line, the O line. This is the year. Like you have to capitalize on what this team has right now and win. And, you know, um, hats off to Purdy. He played well his eight games, but now there's a little bit of a book on him. So now we got to see when teams take away what he do best, what he does best, 
does he have a counterpunch to it? Can mm-hmm. coach him to that counterpunch? Are they going to take this away? You do this. So it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamics work. Now, I don't think he's going to be ready week one. With mm-hmm. that, but, you know, if, if, if Cam Akers can come back in less than a year from an Achilles, I guess he can come back <laughs> faster too. So, and, but I feel bad for Trey, right? Yeah. I, I really, I, I mean, half of it was trolling, but half of it, I was like, yeah, I don't think they really believe in Trey last year. And, um, but now I just feel bad for the kid, right? Like mm-hmm. all these mysterious reports, like he's behind Sam, he's going to be a third string, um, and he hasn't really been given a shot to just learn, right? Like to make mistakes, because now this team is Super Bowl a bust. You can't even, let's say he starts. Mm-hmm. If he starts shaky and they're one in three, he's getting pulled, which is really unfair to him because you should let your quarterback, not unless he's horrible. You know, if he's horrible, you know, you'll see it. If he's Zach Wilson bad, then, you know. You're yeah. But if he's just making you know, a guy who hasn't played football in four years, what he's played, throwing like 300 passes in three, four years, he has to work through that, right? And he's mm-hmm. not going to be given an opportunity to do that, not unless he hit the ground running and he's, you know, fabulous from from, from day one. So I feel bad for the kid. I hope he gets a shot. Um, I hope they let him start um, and he holds off Purdy. But if he doesn't, they're not going to hesitate if Purdy is healthy to, to to put him in. Yeah, it from all the reports that we're getting, it seems to me like they are they want Purdy to start week week one. They're already projecting that he's going to be back before before week one, right? Like, uh, and that that he's going to be ready for uh, in the middle of training camp, like mm-hmm. to go to be cleared, and uh, which would mean that I don't think that they play him in the preseason but that'll give him some extra time to get ready for the season and uh, really get his rhythm going. But I think that, I think it's like you said, I feel bad for Trey. Like uh, I'm, I, I'm a, I was, I'm really behind Trey. I really like Trey as a kid. I think he's a good kid and I think he's a smart kid and I think he has tons of physical talent. And Mm -hmm. I, I just, it's unfortunate for him that he was stuck in the situation that he, and he was drafted by the team he was drafted by <laughs> because, because he was drafted really because the, the team didn't trust that Jimmy could stay healthy. Right. That's really the reason why he was drafted. And, and then on top of it. And so then he gets hurt. <laughs> so then he gets hurt. Like uh, his, his rookie season, I really believe that they wanted him to sit a year. Yeah. And like, uh, so he could learn. Cause he was, he was ridiculously green. He had he hadn't played hardly any football. Any. And so then you get then you get in and like and then he's out playing uh in practice, supposedly he's out playing Garoppolo. They're actually thinking about starting in midseason, and but then he gets hurt again. <laughs> and then and then he's supposed to start the season next year, gets hurt again. Uh and then Jimmy comes in. Jimmy comes in and plays the best football we've seen from Jimmy since he's been there, and then he gets hurt. Then Brock Purdy comes in and balls out. Yeah. I mean, balls out. And they're at a point now to where, like you said, they have a win-now roster. They can't with good conscience the way Purdy played last season. The man won two two playoff games as a rookie. So you can't, like, he's won, he's, the job 
by all rights should be his. If yep. if all things are created equal, they should be. It should be his. And I'm hoping that Trey. But this is the thing, and I, I try to explain to everybody. This is Kyle has never has only had one season since he's been with the 49ers that he has had a quarterback make it through a whole season. <laughs> he's only had one season in seven. <laughs> like uh, so, the odds are is we're going to get a chance to see Trey Lance at some point, if even if Purdy is the guy. Mm. And so Lance just needs to be ready. He needs to stay ready, and he needs to show something when he gets his his opportunity. Yeah, like. Uh, See, it's unfair because like people say, oh, look at the difference. But Trey didn't play with all those players. It was a lot of injuries when Trey played, and he didn't MC. Like that is a big difference. Like you take no CMC, no Kittle. Yeah, you take them away, and Purdy doesn't look like Purdy now. They might still win, but it's going to look different. So, um, the the interesting part is I don't know what exactly the third quarterback rule is this year, right? Because I can't believe that Sam Darnold signed with San Francisco to be a third string if they don't allow third stringers to dress. I don't know what the rule is. If they allow them to dress, then maybe. But if you're not dressing, Sam, he came to be a backup or a starter, right? And But if you make Trey a third string, his trade value is, is, zero, is zero, right? Yeah. Well, Trey is – let me let – me, let me, Tell you this. First off, that he is going to be able to dress. Like that, that new rule with the NFL, like uh, says that they can hold a third, a third quarterback now. Like, uh, but the other part is, if they trade Trey, they're on the hook for fifteen mil. <laughs> if they trade him this year, they're on the hook for fifteen mil. That's why I know I, I'm almost positive that Trey stays, okay. <laughs> and because there's no trade. There's no nobody's clamoring for trade, and they're gonna yeah. lowball. They're gonna be lowballing the garbage out of out of the 49ers because because uh, because of all the reports that have come out about trade. Right. So it's it doesn't make any sense for them to trade him at this point. And it's weird the reports that are coming out from guys who aren't even at camp, right? Who aren't following yeah. day by day, but they it, got it's wild. Trey isn't looking good, but I'm like, it's OTAs. And, and then it was only two or three days. So it was just weird to, to, to have this. So I wonder who's putting that out there. Like, is that Sam Darnold camp putting that out there like that? Or I, I don't know. It's just weird that it, that it's coming out. Like, and I feel bad again. I feel bad for the kid. Like I ragged yeah. him last year, um, but I'm rooting for him. Like I, like I want the kid to succeed. And you know, and I, and Purdy is is a good story. Like anytime you're a seven round quarterback, like that's a great story. So, yeah. you know, either way, you know, either one of those guys is, is good stories. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer that it is June. <laughs> it is June, uh, almost to the, just barely the end of June, and they this has got to be one of the most boring off seasons on that <laughs> i have in recent that i've seen in recent memory yeah. i just think that there is literally zero to talk about and they these guys all these guys albert breer and all these guys they they need something that they can talk for a week about right <laughs> and like uh, and who better to pick on than the 49er fans who get, I think we were voted the most toxic franchise. Like, <laughs> I think I saw that on Twitter the other day. So 
like we're going to we're going to keep people are going to keep their our names in their mouth because they know that they're going to get a reaction out of 49er fans and like uh, and we're so deep uh our fan base is so deep that that yeah. like uh it, that we're everywhere so they're going to get enough people wanting to watch just because of that so i i don't put any stock into the albert breer and to the colin cowherd reports i definitely not colin cowherd oh yeah. he's just he's, he's just uh he's just mad because trey uh trey got with his daughter like uh but yeah, like I don't, I don't have any. I, I didn't like him to begin with anyway, but especially uh, not when he was talking so great about Trey, and then the minute Trey got rid of his his daughter, all of a sudden Trey was the worst thing on the planet, and yeah, in, it was it's wild. But he's in that. I was like, Trey has literally started three or four games. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. like, you know, come on, like, you know. Now I'm not saying Trey is the most accurate, but you know. Rookie being being rushed in, little thumb injury. Like let let's let's calm down. He wasn't Zach Wilson bad, right? Yeah. Like like that Zach Wilson New England game. I don't think any quarterback can ever recover from a game like that. And Trey has never been that bad. So um, and I mean Trey has put some good tape out there. Like people try to act like he's so terrible, but like uh, but he put some good tape out there. And uh, it's yeah, it's just unfortunate he can't. He hasn't found a way to stay healthy, but I want to say what's going on to my boy 49er minded. What's going on, Bashar? Appreciate you coming through. Make sure you give my man a subscribe. Roberto, appreciate you coming through. He says, how many of those quarterbacks were hurt because of Kyle's scheme? That's another aspect of the whole thing. Like uh, that, like I was just talking about Kyle can't get quarterbacks through the season. Like, And I think he is his offense as good as he's known as a play caller his offense is a risk and reward style offense. Like he's gonna put quarterbacks in harm's way. Uh, we don't have the greatest offensive line. It's the scheme that keeps keeps us from getting sacked on the regular. So yeah, yeah. the play action works. The motion works to keep the- exactly just from teeing off. Um, and sometimes coordinators, and I saw that with McVay, they fall in love with calling um, these plays because. It looks good, right? But sometimes the correct play is just to a uh, pitch to Debo. Yeah, okay. the simple one. Yeah, the simple one. You don't have to do the razzle dazzle all the time, and you know, and get your quarterback killed. So he is. He, hopefully, he he realizes that, and he doesn't want to get his quarterback killed. I'll be interested to see when the 49ers are up ten or fourteen, mm-hmm. the calls right. Because McVay would do this horrible thing of when the Rams were getting blown out, he would have Stafford and Cup in and still be throwing the ball. And I'm screaming like, my man, we're down 21. Why are you getting your quarterback hit? Like, it was ridiculous. So uh, I'd be interested to see how he handles that, being like, does the fear of losing his quarterbacks help with his play calling? Does it hinder it? Does it slow it down? It'd be interesting to see how he reacts. Um to you know using his quarterbacks i know there won't be any quarterback runs up the middle i know that yeah for sure <laughs> for sure no more I, nobody wants to see none, no 49er fan wants to see that anymore yeah like uh but man monty i appreciate you coming through and like i uh, had a good time talking nfc west hopefully we'll have you again to when the season when the season starts and uh yeah but we're gonna get get ready to get out of here but once again everybody appreciate the chat like everybody came through showed up and showed out uh, David Bryant, 
uh, CG, I, all y'all named, all y'all. <laughs> like uh, you guys did a great job. And but remember, make make sure that you give the video a like. Make sure that you give me a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. And tell a friend to tell a friend so that we can be friends every day and every week. Like, uh, let's start this community. Let's get it going. We're getting closer and closer to the season. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on, on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube. And if you don't like looking at my face, you can always hit me up on that wherever you get your audio podcast. I'll be on there, too. I don't care where you get it. Just get it. But we're going to get out of here today. Uh, once again, appreciate Monty. Why don't you tell them one more time where they can find you on Twitter uh, and wherever you're on, on on the socials. No, I keep it simple. Just hit me on Twitter at Jersey Ram. Um, that's where you find me at yelling at people and uh, supporting my teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then once again, appreciate everybody coming out. We're going to get out of here, but as always go Niners. Go Rams. Appreciate you.